or Indianapolis. If either team scores a touchdown in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code CALEB200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code CALEB200 to win $200 in free bets if either New York or Indianapolis scores a touchdown. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Indian only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With so many roofing companies in our community, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to protect your home and honor their promises to you. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, siding, and more. We promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your new roof is installed with our lifetime warranty. Right now, Alliance Exteriors has an exclusive offer for you. Mention this ad for a $3,000 rebate on your roof. Hurry, this offer will disappear in 2022. Give us a call today at 908-5465. Check out our Facebook or visit AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book now to save $3,000. Make sure to ask about our affordable financing options and first responder discounts. At Alliance Exteriors, we are proud to be your roofing partners for life. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the sectional championship week edition of the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We got an action-packed hour to uh, review and preview sectional semifinals and looking ahead to the sectional championship games coming out tomorrow night throughout the area. We'll talk to a whole range of coaches. We'll talk to Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group here in just a minute. And then we'll have a trio of coaches joining us over the next 45 minutes. We'll kick it off with Coach Todd Mason of the Eastside Blazers. And then we'll talk to Sherwood Haydock, head football coach of the Wayne Generals. Coach with uh, Ofer the last two weeks said he didn't want to come on until they were in the sectional championship game. Here they are. So Coach will join us at the bottom of the hour, and we'll wrap it up 645 or so with Jason Garrett, head football coach of the Bishop Dwanger Saints, as the Saints will host the Snyder Panthers. Tomorrow night for the sectional 11 championship in 5A. A lot to get to. Let's get it started and welcome in our first guest, Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group. Who joins us on the line right now? Bryce, how are you? Is Bryce there? Is he joining us? Did we lose him? Did we lose Bryce? Did he hang up on us? He very well may have. We're going to try to get Bryce Vance back here in just a second, but we're going to talk... A lot of football with Bryce in terms of uh, just where uh, we go tomorrow night. Leo at Northridge. It's going to be Eastside Bishop Lures. 
and Norwell. How about Norwell? Can they go on the road and knock off the Peru Tigers and win a sectional championship? 2A, of course, the big one, Eastside Bishop Lures. We'll get to that throughout the show. And South Adams and Adams Central trying to win sectional championships. They're both heavy favorites against their foes. South Adams at Union City and Adams Central hosting Triton. All right. Is Bryce Vance on the line? Is he here? I'm here. Guys. Hey. I hey. thought uh, you wisened up and hung up on me, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not yet. Not yet. Give it time. Give it time. Uh, Bryce, let's let's look at these sectional games coming up. Let's start with Leo and Northridge. Uh, Leo took care of business against East Noble. Uh, they crushed DeKalb. Now they get a Northridge team that maybe caught some people by surprise with a lopsided win over Northwood in week one. I didn't think they looked great against Columbia City last week, at least in terms of how they match up with Leo. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll have enough to keep pace with Leo in this one. I mean, if you just look at you know, the matchup that they had against Mishawaka, who is, you know, a similar type style to um, Leo, where they run the ball uh, quite a bit, and uh, and it just and it feels like that if it's going to come down to stopping um, the Leo rushing attack, I just don't know if Northridge can do it and do it on a consistent basis, and then. When they have the ball, move the ball on this Leo defense that has been so dominant outside of a couple matchups with East Noble uh, this season that it just feels like um, even though Northridge has made a change at quarterback and, and Tag got, I mean, a former running back, um, that he might have sparked their offense a little bit, but I just don't think it's going to be enough against this Leo team that seems destined for pretty big things this year. I feel like Leo, at least for people like us, Bryce, is very easy to scout at least the opponent because you start with up front and you go, okay, just like you mentioned, mm -hmm. can Northridge match up with Leo physically at the point of attack, at the line of scrimmage? And I look at Northridge and I say no. And yeah. after that question, if you can't, I feel like the game is over. And I feel like Northridge is not in a position to win a fair amount of battles in the trenches against Leo. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where this thing has is gone, and that's why East Noble matched up so well with them is because they were able to handle them in the trenches. And then when you have – when Leo has, you know, a Division One um, uh, offensive lineman and Landon Livingston, and then another couple guys who could also go Division One, not as maybe as highly as as Livingston, but could still go Division One, go, you know, um, to a couple MAC schools, um, or even still play at the collegiate level – I just don't think Northridge along both lines, um, even on the defensive line with, you know, D.J. Allen um, and it, for, for Leo, I just don't know if they have enough, you know, size and strength and, and durability to keep up with them for, for four quarters. Um, even if, if Northridge keeps it close, that Leo attack wears on you. Um, and, and, and as we've seen, even if, you know, Leo does get in a tight situation that they are able to execute through the air, um, in these last couple of weeks, they, they've you know shown that they've still they can go through the air when they need to. Um, even though they didn't need to against DeKal, they still showed that that they they still have that capability. Bryce, let's look at uh, Class 3A real quick and look at Sectional 27. And you look at a Norwell team that now hits the road. They go down to Miami County to take on the Peru Tigers. And this is a a a, um, a, a matchup that has been very lopsided. They haven't played uh, since the mid-2000s. But 
every game has been a Norwell win by double digits. I, I just, to me, I know, you know, Peru's eight and two and they've done what they did and, and had a really good win on the road at Oak Hill last week. But I, I just, I don't see Peru being able to match up with this Norwell team, particularly Norwell's defense. Yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. And in, in Peru, yes, they have a nice record, um, and I think that's largely built up on their competition that they play in the Three Rivers Conference that you know features some smaller schools, um, some 1A schools, and they're just able to run over those teams at will. Um, and But when they have to face one of the better teams in that conference in Tippecanoe Valley, that was a, you know, a top-10 team in Class 3A, they got housed by a 9-45 to earlier in the season. And Norwell is one of those top-10 teams, um, and they've shown that they're, they're a pretty special team. The only team that they've had trouble with really um, was, was Leo earlier this season. And, and it feels like that this Norwell team, if you know, they can keep the ball on the ground um, and run it consistently, you know, with guys like Luke Graff, that they're going to be able to go, you know, pretty far um, and, and do something special because that defense has – been lights out um, all season long. Um, they have, you know, five shutouts this year um, or just a couple of one scores allowed by, by opposing teams. So this defense has been for real, um, even though, you know, that you had some question marks coming in towards the end of the season with a couple of close wins over the likes of Huntington North and Columbia City. But here in the postseason, now they've really turned it on um, and not allowing any team to score so far here in the postseason. He is Bryce Fans, KPC Media Group, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Bryce, let's talk about the big one in Class 2A. It's Eastside at Bishop Lures. It's the third time in three years they will have meet will meet in the playoffs. Each team has won one apiece. What should we expect at Lures Field tomorrow night between these two? I, I want to say this is going to be a close matchup, just just because I want it to be. Um, I think we all we all want this game. Maybe not Lures fans; they want this game, or Eastside fans. Neither of those, but those on the outside that don't really have a rooting interest want this game to be close and entertaining. I just don't think it will be. Um, it may be for a quarter, um, but Lures just has too many weapons that that Eastside just can't handle. Um, on 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 defense, and, and it feels, you know, unfortunate to say when this when this matchup has been so so competitive the last couple of years in the sectional and the sectional semifinal and sectional championship a couple of years ago that it just it, it feels like it's going to all be put on to Laban Davis and, and can he by himself keep pace with the with the Lures offense um, and that's that's what it feels like it's going to come down to um, and, and I hope that Laban Davis has a fantastic game I hope. Dax Holman can can provide some spark in the running game, um, and, and they can make, break off some big plays and just keep pace with that. Because that's just what it feels like is going into this game is what Eastside is going to have to do. I just don't know if they're going to make enough consistent stops to to keep pace with Lures in this one. I feel that um, that, that Laban Davis has to have the, the game of his life tomorrow night. In all honesty, I, I'm with you there, and we're going to talk to Coach Todd Mason of the Blazers here in just a little bit, but. Um, when you look at Eastside and, and what they're able to do, they're so good, but you look at the quality of opponents or the caliber of opponents they play, that's nothing like Bishop Lures has played. And I also feel like maybe the worst possible thing for Eastside was Bishop Lures losing in, in Week 9 because I feel 
um, that maybe they were able to hit the reset button and refocus, and now they head back to Lewis Field for the first time since that Snyder game. And uh, I really feel like they're going to come out really with something to prove over a team that, you know, was able to trade blow for blow for them a year ago. But I feel like Eastside's lost some pieces, and Bishop Lewis has just gotten better from a year ago. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, if, if the Eastside team from last year was playing this team, I would say they have a lot better sh- chance, even though, you know, Eastside may have a little bit better record, um, not by much, just by a couple of games, but still uh, the way that they've been dominating opponents, the way they dominated opponents the last, you know, three years now um, has been really impressive. But Lures in that same time in this past year has just gotten a whole lot better by adding a whole lot more weapons, and they've just been putting on putting it on teams that are bigger, uh, faster, um, and just are all around better than the competition that that Eastside plays. I mean, I mean, in, in NECC small school division, I mean, and then they dominated the teams in the NECC big division. But the NECC, as we talked about, was a lot of mediocrity this season or worse. I mean, there was three good teams. There was Eastside, there was Busco, and there was Central Noble. I mean, no, no disrespect to the Fairfield Falcons who won – you know, the big division, but, I mean, they were an average team who got, you know, beat up by, by a Lures team. So it, it, didn't, it just feels, you know, tough to say, but the competition level that they see uh, on a week-to-week basis, and even though some of the down teams in the SAC would, would definitely beat up on some of the teams in the NECC that are near the bottom. So it, it, the, the competition is, is just not the same. Um, I love the confidence that Eastside has coming into this game. I think that you know, that, that'll boost them um, for some, some amount of time, but then they're just going to get a reality check and say, I just don't know if we can keep pace with this, um, you know, midway, maybe midway through the second quarter. Um, and, and that's just going to be the reality that they're going to be able to face. And I'm, I'm hopeful um, that, that it's not going to be a runaway, but that's, that's definitely what it feels like going into it. Bryce, real quick, let's look at Class 1A. You have South Adams going to Union City, which is right on the border with Ohio, and then Triton comes to Adams Central. When you look at these two teams, and I, I feel like, you know, we can fast forward and say South Adams, Adams Central, and a regional potentially, but uh, can anybody in the north slow down Adams Central? I mean, when you look at the at a potential semi-state matchup with the likes of Carol Flora and North Judson and Clinton Prairie, I'm not seeing a team that's going to be able to uh, – to really slow down Adam Central, we've already seen the Flying Jets take care of the Starfires in comfortable fashion in the in the uh, regular season. Are we on a collision course, Adam Central and Indianapolis Lutheran for the state championship in one A? I think so. Um, I, I think so. Unless you can get uh, another mud pit game that you know head coach Grant Moser from the Starfires can jump into <laughs> afterwards, um, that's the only way that I think is going to slow down offense. Oh. But on both sides of the ball. Um, and have just been incredible just putting it on teams. I mean, Cherubusco hung with them for a little bit, then they got the little bit of lead that they needed to, to make it, you know, more of, of a game that felt comfortable for Flying Jets fans. Um, but they, they just don't feel like there's enough team with enough firepower um, on, on, on offense that, that can keep pace with this team that has been scoring at an unreal level. Um, nearly 50 points a game um, throughout the season. And, yes, the, the competition in the ACAC hasn't been um, great this season, but still they've been taking care of business. And when they do face the likes of, of opponents that are on their level, you know, with an east side or a Cherubusco, they've been able to, you know, 
hang with them um, in the case of, of Eastside, and then they've been able to beat them in the likes of Cherubusco. So I, I, I just feel like that this offense is, is so high-powered um, that it's, it's going to take something special to stop them. And that's, that's the way, same way that I felt like with, with Leo, that it's, it's going to take something special to, to stop that team, to stop that offense, because there's been very little to suggest that it's going gonna, it's gonna to take otherwise. Good stuff. All right, Bryce. Appreciate the time, man. We'll have you next week. Talk some more football. Maybe we'll mix in some girls basketball as well next week. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, I don't. I'm not actually covering any games this week, so I'm 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 not there yet. Not yet I, into, into basketball mode, huh? Yeah. Well, you got yeah, Garrett, st- uh, you know, getting started tonight. Girls basketball, I'm arguably the best team in the area, Garrett Railroaders. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll I'll follow along here this first week, but I'm I'm not ready to you know take the plunge yet. I'm just dipping my toe in the water. So. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. All right, man. We'll catch you next week. Alrighty. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us as he does each and every week here on the High School Coaches Show. And a quick stat that I came up with looking, doing some research as we prepare for Todd Mason, Eastside Blazers after the break. Laban Davis, uh, you know, his accolades are are all over the place. You know, he's MVP. You can you can throw him in the player of the year conversation in the area. Laban Davis has, has been responsible or been a part of 47 of Eastside's 62 total touchdowns this year Uh, he's rushed for 27 touchdowns he has passed for 20 touchdowns that adds up to 47 touchdowns out of 62 scored uh, this season by the east side blazers so quite impressive by laban davis we'll talk more laban davis more blazers and more bishop lures when we come back we're joined by todd mason after the break you are listening to the high school coaches show here on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Breaking Fort Wayne sports news sent directly to your phone. And win exclusive contests from 1380 The Fan. Just text the word FAN to 46862 and join 1380's exclusive text club today. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old. A type of leukemia and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. They got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. Here it's like a celebration of life. There's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends, and you can tell that they love her, and you could tell she loves them. And that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. 
In India, volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph when Blam ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. High School Coaches Show here, sectional championship week edition. It's an action-packed night of sports here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Top of the hour will give way to Purdue and U of I, University of Indianapolis, in an exhibition game from Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. After that game, you can be joined in progress with the Indianapolis Colts. And who are they playing tonight? The Colts. I can't remember. I'm not uh, even sure. Uh, I think they're playing the Jets. Yes, yes. The New York football the, Jets this evening. The Jets. Uh, in a riveting Thursday night matchup. But plenty of Colts fans will be watching, most definitely tonight. Colts, Jets uh, kick off about 820, but it'll be joined in progress following Purdue basketball. Coming up tomorrow night. It's the game of the week tomorrow night. It'll be the Eastside Blazers and the Bishop Lures Knights. You can listen to that here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. Or you can go out to Lures Field and catch it yourself and maybe even get a glimpse of the man himself, Mr. Todd Mason, head coach of the Eastside Blazers, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Doing awesome. How you doing, Justin? Not bad, buddy. And uh, here we are. It's a game that, uh, you know, uh, everybody expected to see at some point this year. And, and you weren't looking at this game, but you definitely wanted your kids to prepare over the course of the season for this matchup. And I remember you upset after the week two game in Adam Central and um, and just how, how better this team had to get over the course of the season to be ready for this one. So on the eve of Bishop Lures and Eastside round three, do you feel your guys are ready for this one? Oh, I 100% feel we're ready. Um, it's been a process all year of trying to develop some people. And, uh, um, you know, we, as the season matured, so did our kids. And I'm certainly proud of that. And, and they bought in. And, and uh, you know, we, we preach 111 football. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, some kids were trying to do maybe, you know, Three elevenths, as opposed to just their one eleventh, and as the trust gained, um, so did our play, and and we're real excited about going into Bishop Lures tomorrow night, and and hey, I, I mean, you guys have all crowned them the state champs, <laughs> um, so you know this is heck, I'm, I'm thinking it's state championship game. Yeah, absolutely, and you know what can you take from two years ago, even last year? to take into this game, or do you have to really approach it as its own individual thing? Well, there's some things that you take from me two years ago. There's some things you take from a year ago. But you, you know as well as I that every team has its own uniqueness. And, uh, you know, this is a unique team. I mean, they have playmakers all over the field. 
on both sides of the ball. We can't just talk about them offensively. They have playmakers on the defensive side as well. And when you look at things, um, it's a completely different team than it even was a year ago. Now, there's a lot of the same characters, and they're pretty freaking good characters. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, every team is different. Um, it's going to be a different game than it was a year ago, I assure you. And, uh, you know, all we can do is, is, is put our pieces into place and, and, and believe in what we're doing and, and let our guys take care of business. I have to feel, Coach, at the very least, uh, after last year and going and going toe-to-toe, score-for-score at Lures Field with the Knights, that any doubt that a kid on that on your team would have about, oh, my gosh, we have to go to an SAC team, a team that's won 11 championships, is erased with the fact that you guys competed for four quarters and 48 minutes a year ago. I feel like that, that awe factor does not factor in because of what happened last year. Well, our guys, I'll be honest with you, Justin, it, it's not just Bishop Lewis. It doesn't matter who we play. I, and, and that's a credit to our kids um, that they believed in, in. We go and play big schools over the summer, all summer long, and we don't care if they're 6A, 5A. We don't care if they're the SAC chance. It doesn't matter to us. Um, you know, in the end game, there's nothing more than – there's 15 through 18-year-old kids, and we're playing 15 through 18-year-old kids. Our kids are 15 through 18. Their kids are 15 through 18. Um, they're all jugheads, I'm telling you. <laughs> they all make mistakes. They all do that. Um, what we try to do is just to make less mistakes than they do and, and go in there and, and attack and and bring a sledgehammer and, and have a workman's like attitude and, and go to work. And uh, I think our guys are going to do that tomorrow. Coach, we, we talk so much about Laban Davis and what he's been able to do, not just this season, but his entire career at Eastside High School. And he's accounted for at least been a part of 47 of Eastside's 62 touchdowns this year. Uh, he's, he's averaging you know close to 300 total yards per football game. Uh, what have you seen out of Laban's development over the course of his career, you know, to really be one of the most complete players in the state, regardless of class? Well, what Laban Davis is, you don't get many of those in your career. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that to begin with. Um, what Laban has done is, is worked himself into a position to be a dominant football player. Um, in all aspects, from the mental side, the physical side, um, leadership side, uh, those are all things that, as a, we were joking about it the other day, we were looking at some things from his sophomore year, and I was like, "That you're not even that guy. I don't even know who that guy is because <laughs> that's, that's not you anymore. Um, and he, he's just a really impressive kid. Um He's of all the kids that I've ever coached, I probably have been hardest on him um, because I knew what he could be and uh, what a response he's given to me with hard coaching and and all those things. Um, He's a guy that believes in in what we're doing and and is a commander of the ship, and, and I'm certainly glad he's on our team. 
Coach, I'd be remiss, you know, to overlook, you know, maybe some guys that don't get as much attention and are, are definitely part of, of Laban's success. And that's up front with guys like Isaiah Fuentes and Jacobs and Dane Siebert. These guys, you know, put in the work and are, are really where it starts for, for this entire offense. And I don't think we can gloss over, you know, the, the, the impact that those guys have had. Oh, our offensive line... Um, from the time we started five years ago uh, as a coaching staff to, to where we're at now in offensive line play has been absolutely monumental. Um, we got some meat-eating human beings that play up front for us, and I love them. I'm <laughs> right now, I love them. And they're just a great group of kids. Yeah. You got Matt Jacobs at center, and I'm going to name some names, and I know people don't like to hear the lineman names, but I love them, and, and I want everybody to know their names. Matt Jacobs has never not played a snap in his four-year career. Wow. Um, that doesn't happen in high school football. And now I'm lying a little bit. A dude at Cherubusco ripped his helmet off, and he had to come out <laughs> for a play against Cherubusco. He's missed one snap in four years of varsity football. Wow. Um, Isaiah Fuentes um, started in of his freshman season and has not missed any football since then. Um, there's two guys that have played, I don't know how many games that is, around 40, um, which is fantastic. It, it, it's amazing. And... You know, Dane Siebert is, is just a sophomore this year, and, and um, he's a big-time football player, and, and someone's going to get an unbelievable talent uh, when he becomes a senior and, and decides to play college football and all that stuff. They're going to get an amazing football player. And we got two rookies on the other side that are new to the start, and Gunnar Chaya and, and Joey Eck that, uh, you know, were question marks coming in, and, and they're certainly not a question mark anymore. They've done nothing but uh, get better throughout the year. You know, Davis and Lobb up front, Dax at linebacker, a couple really good defensive backs, and, and Johnny Eck, as you mentioned, and and Dylan Brittemeyer as well. What's the key for that group tomorrow night? What has been, you know, really discussed and, and hammered into them this week that they really need to be ready for coming up against Lures? Number one thing is you got to have a short memory, period. They're going to score points on us. We know that, okay? I mean, how many SAC teams shut them down? We know they're going to score points. What we've got to do is become men and just forget what happened on the last play, and next time we're up, you know, create a turnover, make a big play, do something. Um, to make up for it. And if we do that, uh, some good things are going to happen. And it's tough. I mean, their, their skill positions are unbelievable. Um, so what we're going to do is just play our rear ends off and get after them and, and try to make plays and let the chips fall where they may. All right, buddy. Will, you, will we see you atop the Lures Field press box tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to be down there on that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a big job to do tomorrow. I can't be sitting down there on the field. Um, so we're going to nothing, – nothing's going to change. Um, and uh, 
we're going to get after them, and, and I hope you guys are excited about this game as we are. And, and it's been 365 days that, you know, these seniors have been chomping at the bit to, to go play this game, and, and we're excited. I hope everybody else is. It's going to be a fun 11 and 0 versus 10 and 1 tomorrow night at Lewis Field, 7 o'clock kickoff. Coach, I appreciate you joining us. Good luck tomorrow night. Should be a fun one. Will we see you there, Justin? I will be there. I'll wave to you. Well, give me a fist bump, and, uh, you know, I know you like those SAT guys. <laughs> I do understand it. I know that's your market. But uh, we're going to get after them. Oh, can't wait, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Take care. See you, buddy. Yep. That was Coach Todd Mason, Eastside Blazers, joining us. And um, it, it, I hope for a, a very, very great game tomorrow night. We had a great one last year in 2020 at Lewis Field. 56-49 to 49 was the final. Bishop Lewis was able to win, end up going to the state championship game. Could it be similar tomorrow night on the south side of Fort Wayne here? Winner tomorrow night between Eastside and Lewis. Maybe represent the north in Class 2A state championship game down in Indianapolis over Thanksgiving weekend. Let's We will see. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Sherwood Haydock, head coach of the Wayne Generals. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. Two SEC Blue Bloods square off in prime time as the Alabama Crimson Tide host the LSU Tigers. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as Bryce Young and the explosive Crimson Tide take on Max Johnson and the upset-minded Tigers. Throw out the records and the rankings. It's Alabama and LSU. If it's college football, it's right here. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. He is John Graham. We're here till 7 o'clock talking high school football, sectional championship game football. Here till the top of the hour. We'll give way to Purdue Exhibition Basketball. It'll be the Boilermakers hosting the University of Indianapolis at Mackey Arena. Following that game, Joined in progress Thursday night football, Colts and Jets. It's a uh, 
Action-packed night of sports here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. After two unsuccessful weeks of trying to get this coach on, he said, you know, I want to wait until we win a couple games in the playoffs. And, my gosh, he was a man of his word. And he's joining us right, right now on the hotline here. Talk some Wayne Generals football, head coach Sherwood Haydock. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine. Um, I had to come off the practice field for this. You know, we get out of school so late that we don't even practice till right between 7 and 7.30, something like that. So, so I really sacrificed for this. <laughs> Appreciate it, Coach. We'll try to keep you as little as possible. But, um, you know, you, you I, I texted you every week. You said, you know, let's wait, let's wait. What was the reason for the wait? Because these guys have, have proven they can come out and beat, beat two pretty solid teams over the last couple of weeks. Well, I tell you what, you know my past, and I've been on the radio so many times, and I just think until you get something accomplished and I really got a foothold over here that I didn't want to take up space that you could give a more successful current coach or a younger coach. But now that we've won a couple, I guess uh, we're one of the 16 teams left in 4A, it's worth it to talk now. And coach, you know, congratulations too. Uh, the, the win over Marion was your 200th of your career, so I'm sure that was the last thing on your mind. But definitely need some kudos for that, coach. But uh, uh, Delta last week, it, it was a tough matchup. We were looking at uh, at how the Eagles looked, and maybe not a traditional Delta team, but uh, very difficult. They were able to handle Southside to kick off the sectional season. What were you guys able to do with some success last week in that 40 to 27 win? Well, actually, we. We did a decent job stopping the run. I know the yardage doesn't look at it, but when we had to stop it, we did. And, of course, we ran the football really well. I mean, uh, the rain actually helped us because uh, we decided early just to, to rotate uh, Sean Collins and Lamaria Nelson. Usually Collins is a wing back, sometimes running back and so on. We just said, hey, to get Sean the ball, we're going to have to put him a running back. So, uh, Nelson had 22 carries and Sean had 17 carries. And it was a great one-two punch, and it's kind of been that year, that way all year with those two guys. Lamarion Nelson uh, closing in on 1,600 rushing yards for the season on 13 touchdowns. Sean Collins with uh, with 12 touchdowns. Coach, uh, when you look at this team in general, we talk about teams like Concordia surviving the SAC, and then we talk about Bishop Lewers surviving the SAC some years. You guys were able to survive the SAC this year and then put things together in in the sectional. How I think it, we we can't underestimate how difficult that can be sometimes. Uh, was it difficult for this group, or were they able to bounce back uh, after losses pretty well? Well, it was difficult. I mean, we prepare for each game to try to beat our opponent. We, I'm a coach that believes in uh, not staying in something base, but make adjustments. So it took it takes a while for the kids to understand that. We're going to move kids here and there and try to put the players in the best possible place. And then I thought we competed all year pretty good until the last game. And we had eight guys out against Carroll, and we held some of those out. And we knew we couldn't beat Carroll if we played them 100 times. <laughs> so um, we just decided, you know, like Nelson just played the first half so uh, he could try to stay on top of the sack and rushing, even though uh, Snyder's back has one last game. But um, we decided to save it. And, but like I said, even we had the whole team there. We couldn't beat Carroll this year. Um, and it's just the honesty we have with our – with our players, we say, hey, you know, all year long, I said, you can win a sectional. This sectional set up with 
uh, not a powerhouse team. All of us are about the same. So it's going to be the team that, uh, you know, prepares the best, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But playing the sack schedule is great preparation because uh, there's a difference. There's a big difference when you're not playing sack teams. Coach, defensively, um, you guys have been able to have some success the last couple weeks. And, you know, when you look at that uh, 11 you guys put on the field with, with reserves as well, there's a lot of underclassmen in there. You know, Meek sees some playing time to Zell Thomas and Collins as well. Avant Rogers is probably one of the best players in the area that not many people know about. He's first team all SAC. But uh, behind them, there's a lot of juniors and sophomores in that group. So it seems like a good mix of a veteran presence with some young talent. Yeah, we, a lot of, we got a lot of playing time, a lot of people, because we had, like everybody else, we had some COVID injuries. And actually, we've got healthy right at playoff time. We, we got two kids back that we thought were going to be out the complete year. And one of them came back uh, against Marion, and the other one came back last week, and they made a difference on our defense. Um, we had another guy, uh, Tyzel Thomas, was out five weeks, broken ankle. He came back, I think he came back to Homestead Week. And um, we, we did our best to compete, but when we got our, honestly, our defense out there is pretty good. Now, we, we start two freshmen right now. And I, I never thought the day would be, unless it, I started Rod Smith as a freshman. <laughs> that and I never thought there would be a day I'd start. And, and then the, in the 4A playoffs, and both these guys were tremendous, and we haven't played them. Uh, a hard corner type situation, and they're good at that. And they have speed, and uh, it does make us deeper. In fact, it's crazy. We didn't realize we sat down and and penciled in the starting lineup for tomorrow. Um, if you if you realize that Sean rotates a running back, and just said he started on defense, and then um, Nehemiah Young's the same way. He was an all sack defensive end. But we need him a tight end. So if we took him out, didn't start him on defense. We're two platooning it, and we didn't even realize it until last night. <laughs> wow. Uh, Coach, when you look at the challenge coming up tomorrow night at Mississippi, we all know what they want to do and like to do. It's Hayden Nelson, and uh, it's the senior Carson Campbell, two excellent running backs uh, for them, and they're averaging close to 330 yards of rushing per game. They were able to carve up New Haven a week ago. Uh, what's the key to not allowing them to carve up you guys tomorrow night? Well, I, I think uh, their offensive line is physical, but uh, the Campbell kid's so short. He's like 5'4", and he's stout, but he gets through the littlest creases. And then I know last, last week in New Haven, uh, New Haven was playing a lot of man, so there was no one in the middle of the field. So the touchdown 70 yards away, and he has speed. So uh, <laughs> it was just uh, a matter of our second level has to play. Our first level will have its scheme. But our, our defensive backs, our linebackers, are going to have to not miss tackles. And uh, I think on the most part we can do that. Um, and we're going to try to make them throw. You talk about load the box. The box was, will be loaded tomorrow. <laughs> I am sure. Coach, I appreciate the time. We kept you from practice long enough. So get back out there with your guys, and good luck tomorrow night down in uh, Grant County. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. That was Coach Sherwood Haydock. For Wayne Generals, as Coach Haydock has had quite the success over the years. He coached Whiting for a long time, was at Northwestern River Forest. Of course, we all remember him as the head coach of the Harding Hawks. And it felt like uh, forever he was at Harding, uh, but he was only there nine seasons.
but won a state championship in 2006, got to the, the, uh, the state championship in 2003, and then, of course, took the Woodland Warriors within minutes of a state championship back in 2017. Uh, they fell late in that uh, 2A championship game. Uh, when you look at what's coming up tomorrow night for the Wayne Generals at Mississippi, it's all about stopping that running attack. And as Coach said, look, we're, we're, we're going to stack the box. We're going to do everything we need to do to kind of limit that running game. But uh, Wayne tomorrow night playing for their first sectional championship since 1996. Have not won a sectional crown in 25 years. So why not end that streak tomorrow night on the road? We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Our final guest of the evening will be Jason Garrett, head football coach of the Bishop DeWanger Saints. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protec, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee on me. Before you, it's time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors, and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. What are you doing? Chipping away at my credit card debt, but I'm not getting anywhere. Slowly paying off credit card debt, there's a better way. Lightstream. With Lightstream, you can get a low fixed-rate credit card consolidation loan from $5,000 to $100,000. Pay off those credit card balances in one fell swoop. With a special radio listener discount, rates start at 4.88% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. But only when you go to lightstream.com slash radio. My loan was approved in minutes and funded in a day. Apply today and get the discounted radio rate from 4.88% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The only way to get this reduced rate is to go to this exclusive URL today, lightstream.com slash radio. That's lightstream.com slash radio to get this rate, lightstream.com slash R-A-D-I-O. Subject to credit approval rates with this discount range from 4.88% APR to 19.99% APR and includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash radio for more information. So then I dropped some garlic and croutons on there and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people. And now I'm making the best app. with it. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back, everyone, for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham, producer. We're here for about 13 more minutes as we talk area high school football. We'll give way at the top of the hour to Purdue Boilermaker basketball. It's the Boilermakers and the University of Indianapolis. I think they're Jaguars. No, are they Jaguars? I think so. I don't know. I should have I should have talked myself into that corner thinking I knew the uh, the nickname of U of I, but I don't. Uh, I think I'm going to say Jaguars. I think it's Jaguars. Um, but that's going to be on at the top of the hour. Uh, following Purdue basketball, it'll be coverage of Thursday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts, New York Jets. They'll join that action in progress. So plenty to uh, listen to tonight on the radio and plenty tomorrow as we have high school football throughout the evening. Of course, it's sectional championship week and a team playing for a sectional title Tomorrow night, ho-hum, it would be uh, sectional championship number 28 for the Bishop DeWinger Saints. And the head coach of the Saints is Coach Jason Garrett. Joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Uh, we're living the dream here, Coach. And, um, <laughs> you know, you, uh, you, you you gave us some nervous moments last week. Uh, after the bye week and, and uh, Northside battled you tough and, and had to hold on at the end. But take us through that one last week. Well, yeah, all credit to Northside. I, I mean, uh I don't think enough credit's given to them of uh, what they're doing with their program. And, you know, uh, I was listening a little bit to Coach Haydock. I mean, it's been a been a season of navigating a lot of different things and a lot of moving parts, I think, for many of us with COVID and injuries and other things. And, and they were completely healthy and had a tremendous game plan going in and uh, obviously the weather and other things. And we, we failed to execute in some areas. And, lo and behold, there you go. You find yourself in a – in a great battle. So, uh, you know, hats off to Northside for sure. And, uh, you know, obviously for our guys to a tough one out there at the end, our defense stood tall at the end and, and we made it through and we got another week together and that's all we were fighting for. Was the, was the buy responsible for anything in terms of maybe coming out flat or anything? Cause we saw Snyder kind of struggle against Northrop too. So we, we, we kind of look at the, you know, common theme and okay, is it a bye week? So did the bye week affect you positively or negatively? You know, for us, I mean, uh, you know, I felt very good. I still feel very good, you know, in terms of what the bye week was able. I mean, number one, we were able to get a little more healthy. Uh, we were able to, you know, go back and look at some some fundamental things that we needed to, to fix and, and work on. And and so, um, you know, regarding last week, I, I didn't feel as though it was flat. I, I know we had some penalties and uh, we had some, some, some mishaps with snaps and other things and, and some drive killers, you know, uh, we had over 200 yards rushing. We did some really good things. Obviously, we, we struggled a little bit. Our special team stepped up and did a great job. So, you know, for us, the bye week was uh, was about building the brotherhood and, and working on fundamentals and, and uh, trying to continue to galvanize in a year where we've had a lot of a lot of different forms of adversity. And I thought we did that. And uh, this week, we're, we're continuing to try to build on, on some of that and uh, just be better tomorrow night. Coach, way back in, uh, in week eight, and it feels forever ago, you guys went to a Spooler Stadium and took on Snyder. It was a 33-22 to Panthers victory that night. What do you take out of that first meeting to apply to meeting number two tomorrow? Well, in terms of, uh, of Snyder and our opponent, I mean, uh, what a tremendous team and, and obviously a great program that, that Coach Tittman runs there. And, you know, they are who they are, and, and – uh, you know, they took advantage of some areas that, that we were struggling in that night. And, um, you know, as, as we walked away from that, we knew, obviously, we did not play our best. Um, we don't ever, you know, look to quote-unquote excuses, but we weren't very healthy. 
and uh, you know we were transitioning in some things, position and otherwise, and and uh, you know just overall was not a was not a good night for us. And uh, you know it's been a bitter taste. I'll be honest, it's been a bitter, bitter taste. Um, and uh, like I said, we we've uh, been searching and hoping for the opportunity uh, tomorrow night that uh, we've been given and, and blessed with, and uh, hopefully. You know, we learned some things uh, not only then but throughout the season, and uh, we can we can finally put a game together in all three facets. If we can do that, uh, I'm very hopeful. Coach, when you look at the course of the season for you guys, and, and it was a, a very uncharacteristic stretch in the middle of the year, four losses in five games. You have to go back, I think, you know, 2014-ish to see a similar uh, skid for Dwanger. It was a different situation that the kids have been used to, even the upperclassmen, and even a different situation for you as a head football coach at Dwanger. So how did you handle it? Did the guys, you know, handle it well? Because you have bounced back now here with back-to-back victories and now playing for a sectional title tomorrow. Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. I think uh, any coach that, that's been around a while, you're, you're, you're going to have every season is different. Every group of young men are different. And, you know, for whatever reason, uh, we, we've had some very untimely adversity uh, within our community, uh, within our team. Uh, there's just, uh, you know, as we talk as a staff and as a team, a lot of moving parts. And uh, you just move one part at times and, you know, it takes a little bit of, you know, a little, little time, little effort, little focus to, to kind of get everything in sync and, and, you know, the right tempo and, and all those kinds of things, a good rhythm going. And, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, we've talked about adversity a lot this year. And, uh, you know, we don't get caught up in the wins and losses, I'll be honest. Obviously, it's a lot funner and there's a lot more peace. And I don't, uh, I don't face as much, uh, you know, noise as uh, when we're winning. But And that's just you know, at home, losing, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it, you know, and we talked to our guys about this. It, it's like life, right? And, and if you allow the adversity to galvanize your brotherhood and galvanize ourselves as a team, you know, this could be one of the strongest teams uh, to ever go through, Dwinger. And, you know, let's not look at the wins and losses. Let's get better. Uh, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Look in the mirror. Um, we've had some moments where we just haven't had all the pieces together. And, you know, I feel like in the last couple of weeks, uh, that's the momentum that's going forward is – you know, these guys love each other. I, I love these guys. It's almost like the closest team that I've been a part of uh, almost ever. I could almost say that in the sense that just because of the adversity, you know, we've had to, you know, that circle becomes a lot closer. It has to. You have to block out the noise. You got to lean on each other. You got to trust one another. And uh, they bought into that. And uh, we've had a really good week, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Coach, defensively, they, you know, that point of attack is, is of utmost importance against Snyder. They love, love to get that running game going with Tyrese Brown, Langston Level. Uh, wh- you know, what do you look for out of your you know, defensive front, maybe even your defensive front seven, that they need to do tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's the run game. And, uh, you know, we've talked all week, and it starts with physicality. <clears throat> you know, these guys wanted to put grit on their shirts in January. Well, here we go. It's November 5th. It's for a sectional championship, the third straight and 5A uh, as a 4A or potentially a 3A team with our enrollment right now. And uh, it's going to take a gritty performance. you got to be physical. And uh, we've been preparing our guys for that. I mean, we take pride in that at Dwinger. Um, you know, we've been uh, we've taken a little bit of noise uh, from the outside that we're not physical. We take that to heart. And uh, so that's number one. We've got to be physical. Got to execute. 
Uh, got to be gap sound. Guys got to be willing to sacrifice and do the things they need to do, uh, not look for the headlines or the stats and do what they need to do. And then we got to win the turnover battle. And uh, starts on defense. So uh, we challenge our guys. How physical can you be? Uh, are you ready to execute no matter what it takes? And uh, let's get some turnovers and see what happens. All right, Coach, final question for you before we let you go. What happens first? Does does Jason Garrett reach retirement age, or does Fort Wayne com, com, uh, finish the construction at Clinton and Washington Center? <laughs> because I feel yeah. like that's been going we'll on forever. that to the adversity list for sure, brother. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, yeah, great question. you got to answer that one, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us. Uh, should be really fun one out at uh, Shields Field tomorrow night, buddy. Good luck. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That was Coach Jason Garrett, uh, Bishop Dwanger Saints, joining us here. I swear, they've been they've been working on Clinton and Washington Center for it feels like five years now, and and I really honestly don't really know what they've done either. Uh, I think you know they've they put in a bigger turn lane, you know, some lighting, but other than that, I really can't tell you the big transformation that has gone on at that intersection. Really, uh, it's a mess usually anyway, and it's compounded with the construction, and then when you have home football games there, it's just chaos for sure. So, you know, maybe one of these years, decades, they'll actually finish whatever the heck they're doing out there. But uh, that's going to do it for us for this evening. Thank you to Coach Jason Garrett for joining us here tonight. Thank you to Head Coach Sherwood Haydock of the Wayne Generals. This team goes on the road tomorrow night at Mississinawa looking for Wayne's first sectional championship in 25 years tomorrow evening. Uh, thank you to, oh, man, Mr. Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us to kick off the show. And then we talked to Mr. Todd Mason, head coach of the Eastside Blazers, to preview the big Eastside Bishop Lures battle coming up at Lures Field tomorrow night. That's where... Brett Rump and Shannon Griffith will be tomorrow evening for all the action. 7 o'clock kickoff. You can hear that here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. That's going to do it for us coming up just a few minutes. Purdue basketball. It's Purdue and the University of Indianapolis, followed by joined in progress coverage of the Indianapolis Colts and New York Jets. That will do it for us. We'll be back here next Thursday, 6 o'clock. This has been the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck, but what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long and i do mean little they can be smaller than the head of a pin but big trouble comes in these small gross packages even a tiny tick can make you super sick so what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit well duh pay attention remember ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors then spray attention with an epa registered insect repellent wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea too when you come back inside shower and always remember check for ticks everywhere and if you do get a tick bite don't panic tell an adult and visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly ticks suck but being outdoors shouldn't go to ticksuck.org for more information ticks
suck.org. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. I'm Al Jr. He's from Nova Scotia, a Canadian. Went to Santa Fe College before transferring to Indianapolis. Up front, six foot seven inch Kendrick Choa. 6'7", 235, a junior from Silver Springs, Maryland. 11 points, 7 rebounds. His numbers on the average last season. He also shot 64% from the floor last year. And Podcasts by Federated Media.